0: Hey, what is good guys? Welcome to another Built Elite Training Podcast. It is your head coach, Isaiah Bowick. I am super excited for today's podcast because we are gonna be talking about muscle building. We're gonna be talking about stress and how stress can affect muscle building. Um, No matter who you are, no matter what part of the journey you are on, there's gonna be a part of your life that you are gonna have stress. Everybody has stress. It could be a lot of stress. It could be a little stress. It could be um, stress- throughout a week and it goes on, it goes off. Um, I can tell you something. um, I have always seen this, especially for my coaching, the last seven years of my coaching, my goal and my objective as a coach and also as a natural athlete is to um, keep stress as low as I can so I can get the best and most amazing effects of muscle building, especially as a natural. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about how stress affects muscle building. Um, Stress does affect fat loss too, but I'm gonna be talking about that in a different podcast. Today, we're gonna be breaking down um, you know what cortisol is. You know the stress hormone. Where does it come from? You know the functions of it. Um, we're going to be talking about that, and then kind of going into the effects of muscle growth with cortisol. So again, if you guys have any questions, if you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate you. If you brought, um, if it just got any ideas, values, anything that you want to discuss beyond this podcast, I want you to just private DM me, and we're going to just get this going. So. First off, before we even talk about ways to improve stress, you know, the effects of it with muscle growth, we're going to talk about, you know, what cortisol really is. And uh, cortisol is a steroid hormone, like I was talking about, one of the glucocorticoids made in the cortex of the adrenal glands. And um, it is released in the blood, which transports it all around the body. Almost every cell contains receptors for cortisol and so cortisol can have lots of different actions depending on what sort of cells it is acting upon. These effects include controlling the body's blood sugar levels and thus regulating metabolism, which is huge, acting as an anti-inflammatory, again, very important, influencing memory function, memory formation, controlling salt and water balance, influence blood pressure and also helping develop fetus in many species- Cortisol is also responsible for triggering the process involving and in giving birth. So, cortisol has a lot of um, things it does. Now, going into a little deeper, we're going to talk a little bit about how um, cortisol is controlled. Okay. Now, bear with me. Um, you know, some of you that aren't very interested in this part, you know, you're going to learn something. And I think, you know, even if it, it doesn't interest you, um, it's really important to understand some of these things going on in your body. You know, as a coach, you know, when I see a client that is very stressed, it's very important for me to understand what is actually going on so I can make those right adjustments to that client's training plan, nutrition plan, lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. So blood levels of cortisol vary throughout the day, it, you know, every day, it, it just, it varies, but generally, uh, um, it's higher in the morning when we wake up and then it kind of falls throughout the day. Um, this is called the diurnal rhythm and, in people, um, that work at night, this pattern is reversed. So the timing of cortisol release is clearly linked to daily activity patterns in addition in response to stress. And extra cortisol is released to help the body to respond appropriately. Uh, the secretion of cortisol is mainly controlled by three, okay, by three inner regions of the body. The hypothalamus, which I talk quite a bit about, that's a part of your brain, the pituitary gland, and the adrenal gland. Uh, this is called the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. I know it's kind of a big word, but what happens is here is when cortisol levels in the blood are low, okay, a group of cells in a region, okay, the region of the brain called the hypothalamus releases corticotrophin-releasing hormone, which causes the pituitary gland to create another hormone, adrenocortrophic hormone, excuse me, into the bloodstream, okay, high levels of this hormone are detected in the adrenal glands and stimulate the secretion of cortisol, causing blood levels of cortisol to rise. Now, as the cortisol levels rise, they start to block the release of cortitrophin-releasing hormone from the hypothalamus and the adrenal cortotrophic hormone from the pituitary. As a result, um, that hormone level, the levels start to drop, which then leads to a drop in cortisol levels this is called the negative feedback loop. Okay, so a lot to go into that, but it's it's like I said, it's very important and also very to me interesting to seeing how these things happen. How is cortisol released? What is actually going on within the body? So as we shift into this, guys, I'm going to talk about you know some of the functions and um, you know the cortisol, the stress hormone. I like to call it the readiness hormone. You know. You know, people call it the stress hormone, but I like to call it the readiness hormone. Um, its main purpose is to make sure you're capable of facing and potentially threatening situations. Okay. You know, a bear coming your way, someone coming at you, trying to kill you, anything really um, for that alertness. Okay. Um, but let's, let's break down some of these functions here. Okay. So number one, it increases wakefulness, focus, energy, and drive. Okay. Um, it does so by raising adrenaline. Cortisol increases the level and activity of an enzyme called, and I'm not going to actually pronounce this. It's called the PNMT. Um, this is it's an enzyme called the PNMT. It's a very long word that I'm not going to spell. I'm going to butcher it, um, but it's going to be converting it into that adrenaline. It's through this action that cortisol increases adrenaline, which has a direct impact on your state of mind. Um, number two, it increases heart contraction strength and rate. Um, This helps with oxygen transport to muscles and the clearance of metabolites. And this is also done via the increase of adrenaline. Okay. Um, It also increases muscle contraction strength. This is the third impact of increased adrenaline. Big one here, number four of the function of cortisol, it mobilizes stored energy. Okay. Now listen in here. It does so by keeping you running out. I'm sorry. It, I'm going to re-say this here. It does so to keep you from running out of fuel when you're fighting that cyber tooth tiger or fleeing from it, okay? This is a non-selective process, meaning that all potential energy sources can be broken down and mobilized by cortisol, muscle and liver glycogen, fatty acids from body fat, and amino acids from muscle tissue, okay? Number six, it it helps maintain stable blood sugar. That was actually number five, but it helps maintain stable blood sugars. It increases blood sugar when it's too low, along with glycogon and growth hormone. Here's another really big one. Number six, it inhibits the immune system. So right now, right, there's a lot of viruses going on. A lot of people are always saying, oh, you know, you got to take this. You got to do this. You got to do that. But one of the reasons why people get super sick all the time is because their cortisol is so elevated, so high. I'm, I will say this all the time is the people that don't lose the fat in my training, in my programming is the ones that have the highest stress in their life, okay? So let's talk about this function with the immune system, okay? This happens so you'll have more resources to fight the enemy. Pretty much, you know, we want this. Now, as soon as cortisol levels go down, it will be brought back up to force and repair the damage from the battle. It's again, cortisol, its job is to tell the body it's facing danger. Um, and you can't dissociate cortisol from one of its functions. When it's elevated, all of the six things above will happen. Everything that I just talked about. So cortisol is actually quite necessary. It's essential to have a boost in cortisol when you're fighting a tiger, deadlifting in a PR, or trying to tackle a running back, like literally everything, but it stays elevated for too long. It can have negative effects. Okay. Let's take a look at these effects because there's a lot of them, but today we're going to be talking about the muscle building. So it's very important to understand that you guys are controlling these, these stress responses, you know, the stress of not managing your time. You know, sometimes there's going to be stress in your life, like a passing of a family member, which, you know, those are things that aren't going to always come, but there's also a lot of stress that you can, you know, manage and control. But lots of times people go through this crazy cycle of elevated cortisol constantly, 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 and they don't actually get to that next level within their physique and they don't actually see the recovery they want to see. So today, like I said, guys, cortisol has um, a part with fat loss, but we're going to be talking about um, muscle growth today. So when cortisol becomes chronically elevated, it can severely hurt muscle growth via several mechanisms. Okay. There's a lot of things going on here. Okay. So when stress is high. Number one, it directly increases muscle breakdown. Like I said, I talk about this all the time. Tell my clients all the time. When you're when you're telling me you're not recovering well, and I ask on um, one of my check-in questions how their stress is, and it's very very elevated. What cortisol can be doing is breaking down muscle. Okay. The amount of muscle you build depends on the difference between protein breakdown, cannibalism, and protein synthesis, anabolism. If you can increase protein breakdown which cortisol does it becomes a lot harder to be in a significantly positive balance okay number two it decreases nutrient uptake by the muscles this makes it harder to shuttle amino acids to the muscle to build new tissue and restore muscle glycogen stores so for an example if you're someone eating 200 grams of protein And you're trying to bring this in and you are having very high stress, very high stress. You know, I'm trying to consume my protein per day to activate muscle protein synthesis to get my leucine and et cetera, et cetera. But I've been just so crazy stressed. It decreases nutrient uptake. And you might actually start getting that lagging feedback as you start going through your training. Number three, it increases myostatin. Okay. Myostatin is a protein released by the muscles, which limit muscle growth. The more myostatin you produce, the less muscle you can build. So by increasing myostatin, chronic cortisol elevations will limit your potential for growth. So again, another thing, elevation comes up, that myostatin released by the muscles, which limit muscle growth. Another thing we don't want to do, especially as we're trying to put on muscle at a natural level, okay, over time, it can decrease testosterone. I just dropped episode 17 of testosterone, very important. Very important that your testosterone levels are activated. It's so sad. I see it. 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60, you know, testosterone not being in the levels they should be. But testosterone and cortisol are both both very important. And um, high cortisol levels has been shown that it can push down those testosterone levels. Okay. Another really big one I was talking about with recovery, it slows down muscle tissue repair. Okay. Repairing damaged muscle tissue after a training session is heavily dependent on the immune system, which I was just talking about how it's very important that we're keeping that immune system healthy each and every day. Okay. Chronic cortisol elevation weakens the immune system, making muscle damage repair less efficient. Okay. So let's talk about this here that after a workout, okay. Protein synthesis is elevated above baseline from anywhere between 24 to 36 hours. Um, this is a time frame to have to repair the damage and add new tissue. Okay, now if your immune system is weak, it might take you the full da- duration just to repair the damage you caused. Um, this means you don't have time in the enhanced state to add muscle. It's a reduction that that can make muscle growth a very slow process. And I see this a lot. I see this a lot in so many people that those high chronic stresses. Um, causing their muscle building efforts to be very slow, very, very slow. Um, I made a post a few days ago telling you guys that I'm going to be starting prep here in four weeks. And in four weeks, I am going to be elevating my game to getting my body in the most shredded look for the stage. Now, what am I going to be doing during that time? I'm going to be doing everything I can to keep stress down. That's what I'm going to be doing. And so it's super important, you guys, that you're taking these things seriously. I think a lot of people, they come into their training, their muscle building um, program, their fat loss program, and they want to put on muscle, they want to get toned or whatever it is, but they're not doing the specific things they need to do every single day to keep that high stress hormone down. And again, cortisol does have many Actual benefits that like we need it to survive. Um, but too high of it can be very, very detrimental. So let's talk about how to control it. Well, not necessarily how to control, you know, when, when I say control the cortisol levels, this is going to come down to your lifestyle. It's going to really come down to lifestyle practices, sunlight, going for walks, getting your seven to nine hours of sleep, training appropriately. Because there are several things, training volume, training intensity, mental stressors, psychological stressors, and nutrition that play vital roles to helping keeping this down. And so for an example would be training volume, you know, something that I often see where people put way too much training volume in their mesocycles. I see this a lot with um, big group fitness type of training. I see this in, and I'm not going to say what type of group training they are, but these very high intense circuit-based trainings where people outside of that session are, are very chronically stressed on top of that, they're putting so much volume and intensity in their, in their physique and their body, and they end up going backwards. They end up getting super jacked up hormo- uh, hormones. And like I said, I'm going to do a separate podcast on how cortisol affects fat loss because it really affects your, um, T3, um, which is your active thyroid and it de- brings it down. And it can be a detrimental thing, uh, to the process of your metabolism. Again, that's going to be a side thing down the road. But you guys have to understand that managing volume in your training plan, managing intensity, play a huge role of helping control your cortisol levels. Um, It's not just group fitness. It could be just in your program, you doing big deadlifts consistently with too much load and volume. It could be you doing 30 sets of chest and 30 sets of back, and you're just doing a bunch of junk volume with very poor sleep that can elevate those cortisol levels. Um, Other big, big thing. I talk about all the time is mental stressors, like, you know, how's your mindset at? You know, how much stress are you putting on your body every day? And not just on your body, but in your mind. What are you focusing on? Are you somebody that's constantly looking at someone's life? Are you constantly complaining? Are you constantly stressed out about finances? All of those things are going to elevate cortisol levels. Here's another really, really big one. Very big one is nutrition. Okay. So one of the functions what I was talking about. One of the functions of cortisol is to maintain a stable blood sugar level, blood sugar levels. Uh, Cortisol increases it when it's too low. And uh, one way of minimizing cortisol is eating carbohydrates. That's going to be more specifically maintaining normal blood sugar level. Again, this is one of the reasons why you got to have carbohydrates in your diet. I'm not saying you have to have a million grams of carbs. But what I'm trying to say is you have to find that that balance and that you know your body needs those carbohydrates to fuel the performance. This is a big thing where I see people in their training. They're in chronic restrictive repro- approaches. They're having too low of carbohydrates. They're in a consistent caloric deficit. And I'm telling you, you are gonna have lagging feedback come into your mesocycles. You're gonna be consistently sore. You're not going to see PRs. You're not going to see load progressions. You're not going to see rep progressions. You are going to stay in a plateau. And that's when a lot of people quit. So you have to understand that um, caloric deficits play a role in elevation of cortisol, not eating the amount of carbohydrates. And again, the amount of carbohydrates, I'm not going to throw out just some random number. Everybody is different. Um, it, it depends on the season of nutrition that you are in. Are you in a build phase? Are you in a break phase? Are you in a maintenance? What phase are you in? Okay. Um, but it's under you've got to understand that. Um, and going into the other part of it with controlling it. So volume, intensity, psychological stressors, big another really big one, nutrition. Nutrition plays a role. And I was just telling you about that, guys. With the deficit, but some supplements that can help is vitamin D, magnesium, Um, vitamin D reduces the impact on cortisol and has on the conversion. Um, And uh, while it might not uh, directly decrease cortisol, it prevents excessive adrenaline production, uh, which can help prevent the central nervous system fatigue, dopamine, um, adrenaline depletion. Okay, so, you know, understanding that there are. Uh, vitamins like vitamin D, which is also something that we get from our sunshine, um, and magnesium, which is another very powerful, um, powerful mineral that we all need, guys. So that was the big spill out there, guys. Talking about cortisol, the effects, what we need to do, and at the end of the day, guys, like I said, you know, I can break down the science, what is going on each and every second with this cortisol, but. The big thing is it comes down to is lifestyle factors, making sure you're managing your stress, managing your volume, your intensity with your training, managing your sleep, managing your nutrition. And a lot of that stuff, I know it sounds very overwhelming because a lot of it is, um, and that's why I've spent the last almost seven years mastering it and continuing to master it. like I I consider myself still a student to this day, even though I've been studying this stuff for the last seven years, doing it on myself, through prep, um, coaching my clients through it. But it's coming down to managing all of those things. So guys, thank you so much for tuning into episode 18 of the Built Elite Training Podcast. If you did find any value in today's podcast, please screenshot it, share it to Facebook, share it to Instagram, tag me in it, at Isaiah Bowick. And again, I appreciate each one of you taking the time out of your day to listen in. If you found any value, again, you can always also reach out to me and I would love to hear from you. Or if there's some topics you guys want me to cover in the future, I would love to hear from you. So have a great day and we'll talk soon.